Talk Recorded live. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda here, facilitating this afternoon. And um, I'm going to pray us in. I'm taking that deep breath of love and gratitude. My hand on my heart. So grateful that we can gather together to share the love and seeming challenges and experiences and insights of our lives. So grateful that we can stay within our loving hearts and share from a deep authentic, vulnerable place, and so grateful that our sharing and this call and our prayers and all the work we do in Masterful Living benefits everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, I accept and allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. So good morning, everybody. As I said, this is Linda in Erie, PA. We only have a few folks on the call, but who else is out there? Sally in Toronto. Philip in Washington, D.C. Carla in Portland. Nancy in Southern California. Hello? Hello? We can hear you. Everyone is unmuted. Did you want to say hello? I think it's Julie. Yep, Julie. (laughs) Good morning or afternoon, whatever it is for you. So how has everybody been this week? Uh, I, I Good to hear Nancy on the call. We haven't heard in a while. Nancy, how are things? Hey. I think I've been playing small for about a month, I guess. But things are good right now. I'll just bring it up to date. My daughter's been in rehab for a month. And she just found out that the residential place she's at is closing down, and they gave her one week to find a new place. So, and all the places have waiting lines. So this week she's got to find a new place, and um, that's where she is. So, you know, I just know that, Holy Spirit's in charge of the whole thing. I'm not worrying about it, really. So that's what's going on there. Thank you for asking. And I've been listening to uh, Jennifer's Stop Playing Small Summit. Really helpful. And uh, trying to be aware of what's coming up for healing, and I feel like I'm being bombarded with stuff that's coming up for healing. So anyway, that's it. Just thought I'd listen in, in today and see what's going on with everybody else. 
and uh, learn from that. Well, I'm glad your daughter is still in rehab and prayers to her finding a place quickly. Thank you. Thank you. It's all, I just have this feeling that it's just all working out exactly how it's supposed to, even though it looks like a kind of a mess right now. For her, I feel like it's just all divine order. And now I'm shifting to my own stuff, which is plenty. That's all. Try not to feel overwhelmed. I'm sure we all feel the same. I'm glad you're on the call too, Nancy, because I think about you often. Um, my very best friend, her um, her husband has uh, was diagnosed with um, stage four esophageal cancer, and he's getting to the end stages right now. And they have a son that has been in and out of rehab for heroin addiction, and right now he's in prison. And I think about how heartbreaking that is for all of them. But then I also think about, you know, Steve is on some very strong medications right now. And if Andrew was home even if he was clean and going to his meetings, that would be such a horrible temptation. And that would be one more thing that Steve and Audrey would have to worry about if he was not in prison. So um, I know I give everything the meaning that it has, and I don't know what anything is for, but honest to God, it seems to me like him being in prison right now is a blessing for all three of them because it helps to um, keep them from the pain of having to deal with his addiction as his father's passing. Yep. I know just what you're saying. Really, it's probably a blessing. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Wow. Yeah. We really yeah. don't know what anything is for. <laughs> no. There's to that family. Thank you. But I do, I think of you often. Every time I... Every time a thought of Andrew goes through my head, I think of you and your daughter and your mm-hmm. granddaughter, and I send prayers to you as well. So, no, those are coming your way. I do, and and I spoke with Mary the other day. She called for something, and um, and she said that one of the prayer I've missed like about I think about the last four community calls and she said that you guys had mentioned us several times, and I just. I don't know how to do this without sounding cheesy, but I just appreciate you guys so much. Well, we're here for you even when you're not there for yourself. 
Thank you. I'm hoping right now that at the end of the week, if she doesn't have a place, that she doesn't think she's coming home because she can't come home. So my husband's trying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I say, oh, I can't even, you know, I'll deal with that if it happens. But I'm just highest and the best for everybody, you know, highest and the best. (laughs) My mantra. If I can't, she can't come home. I don't know where she'll go. But I don't think that's mine to worry about, I guess. I don't know. What's going on with everybody else? What's going on with Philip's job? I was eating an apple when you asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) Or anybody else. (laughs) I pick on Philip because (laughs) you're an easy target, Philip. (laughs) Who else is on? I heard Carla. Julie is, I think, new to me anyway, fairly new, and uh, Sally. I haven't heard from Sally in a while either. How are you doing, Sally? How's that for deflecting? (laughs) Thank you, Philip. I'm fine. One thing that uh, I came across with uh, talk of Matt Kahn recently is the difference between sharing and complaining, I think it put it as. So when somebody asks you how you are, how you're feeling, like with Nancy, how is she feeling? How you, she's feeling bad because her daughter's going to be out of a place in a week. And it's the difference between sharing that she feel, she's feeling bad and she's feeling bad because... Does that make any sense to anybody? We sort of, I was having trouble with my computer this morning. Computers give one trouble. I was trying to copy photographs from my iPad onto my PC, and several of them worked, and several of them wouldn't work. And I was doing exactly the same thing. So if you ask me how I was feeling, I was feeling frustrated. I'm mad with the computer. But that's blaming the computer. So it's the difference between I'm feeling frustrated and that's something inside me. And so I don't know whether this makes any sense to anybody else, but you asked me a question. So that's my what's going on in my mind at the moment. So what's the difference between... Blaming the computer and then just acknowledging your frustration. I guess that's the thing, just acknowledging if we're responsible for everything and it's inside me as we hear from various teachers that it's in my mind. The fact that it's the computer that's triggering it. 
Right. That's Carla's one of one of Carla's favorite sayings is we give we give the meaning it has for us. Yes. Maybe the difference is the intention. So if we're sharing with the intention just to vent versus sharing with the intention to give ourselves clarity, whether it be through someone else or just hearing our own words, maybe that's the difference. Yes. I mean, I could hear from when, Nancy, when you were sharing, you know, you weren't blaming. You were saying you were willing for it to be, to work out and so on. So, you know, it would be very easy to blame the, the facility that's closing down and all the other circumstances that contribute to your difficulties. It comes to my mind that actually, I don't know what I'm complaining, but when we say something in in hopes or in whatever to get support for how we're feeling, that's like if if I'm talking to someone like, oh, yeah, I had a really bad day, and and someone says, yeah, that's really horrible, you know, then... I think it's that's what comes across to me. I mean, that what I'm really trying not to do is trying to elicit support to support whatever it is I'm feeling. But if it's just to say, uh, this is whatever, just to let it go. And, you know, if compassion comes in, I guess I'm willing to get that. But um, does that sound clear to anybody? Tyler, do you mean like instead of getting together and going, oh, yeah, poor me and that damn computer and, you know, my my daughter and blaming that, instead just saying this is what I'm, like, that would be commiserating and like pulling into a pity party, right? Right. It's like wanting some support back for how I'm feeling, but just say, oh, man, this is where I am right now. I'm feeling really frustrated because I've been a T-Mobile four times in four days and got a, three new phones, <laughs> you know, letting it go, just to say it. Yeah. And something else that I, I was listening to, Joe Vitale t- uh, talk, and uh, so he had the idea that the meaning you give to an event is the belief that attracted it. Ooh. <laughs> I have to think of that one. The meaning you give to it is the belief that, that attracted it. it. That's excellent. I like that one. So when you get the lesson from the experience, you no longer need the experience. So he was he gave an example of a lady saying that uh, dating, internet dating was no good, that all the good ones were taken. And so, you know, she's already 
said that all the good ones are taken, so she's already uh, accepted that it's, going, it's not going to work before she starts. And his mantra is expect miracles, and that's something that came up about three times from different people on the same day. Expect miracles. That makes me think about when we were talking about the um, attacks in Paris on the year one call and um, listening to um, Jennifer's year one class on Monday, she was talking to somebody that was asking about pain and Jennifer was talking about um, how there is there must be, you know, pain is a wrong perspective or a wrong perception. And so there must be some part of us that likes being miserable in some way. So that, like, so if we're holding that energy, that's that's what's bringing us the pain. That's what's bringing us the experience of terrorism in Paris, that's what's bringing us the experience of um, illness in ourselves or in others. That's what's bringing us the experience of um, addiction and, you know, all of those experiences. There is some benefit that we're getting from it. I would really like to release whatever that need is. <laughs> Could the need just be the ego's need though? I'm thinking because I'm thinking whenever I hear about, you know, tragedies in the world, you know, or even just like your friend's husband who's dying of cancer, my best girlfriend just lost her husband from cancer just recently too and from that little, or my daughter with drugs or anything, you know, back to the, you know, terrorism in the world in general and poverty. And isn't it just our belief that that's possible what brings it into, you know, manifestation? Just the belief, I mean, not that I, I am, there's a part of me that likes that suffering, but just the, there's a part of me that believes it's possible. The part of me that believes that separation from our good is possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? As opposed to that, I, I, something within me likes the pain. I'm kind of quibbling with the, those, the difference there. You know, not so much that I like the pain. Maybe my ego likes the pain because it validates the separation. Yes, it makes it special. It makes the ego special. Yeah. So it's... I, I mean, I, I'm thinking with the ego who likes it and then our higher Holy Spirit self, you know, when we can go there, we can say, you know, work to, to release that belief that, that that pain and separation are even possible, mm. I think. Yeah. I, I, I have a thought. So what, what is it we, we're, we're seeing it, so we don't know what anything is for. Patricia Corobo says that a lot of stuff in the planet is coming to light. I mean, when we are in our deepest healing, it seems like we have our most challenges because as we're healing, all this stuff is coming up. 
So what if it's our belief in what we're seeing? Because this is all illusion. Supposedly we created all this, right? Yes. So what yes. if our, it's, our, it's our belief in what we're seeing that's actually attracting it to us because we're not looking beyond what we're seeing and believing it, it's whatever is happening is coming up for healing. How, what about that thought? Yeah, so all we have to do is love that part of us that has that belief or that mm-hmm. has that need for specialness as separation mm-hmm. and and believe more in the mm-hmm. how much more special can you get than being a son of God? <laughs> you know that's that's the all in all that's the the love in capitals all the way I think there's many ways to get there but yeah that sounds good mm, that feels good <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. And that's an indication how you're feeling. If it feels bad, it's an indication of how what you're what you're attracting and what it, all, all that stuff that comes with it. You know, it's a divine alarm clock, as Jennifer says, right? If you're feeling good, so you must be on something helpful. Yeah. And it's challenging. It's challenging. I mean, I woke up and I've been on the phone for, like I said, I've been in the T-Mobile store every day. Well, Monday, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I haven't gone today. I could, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it go because whatever I'm trying to get is probably, it doesn't seem to be happening. So maybe I should let it go. But, um, yeah, and sometimes it's hard to do that when you're when something happens, you get up and you, if something, you know, you you drop your, you know, something on your foot and it breaks a toe and you're in pain and you're thinking about the pain and you know and and then something else happens like you break your favorite vase or something, you know, and then uh, something else happens and it's it's really hard to get out of that. When you one thing happens and then you're feeling loss or whatever you're feeling that's not a real positive attribute, it's, it's you know it's feeling bad, and then more badness happens because you're feeling bad, and so that's it's it's challenging. It's challenging that how do you stop that? You know. Praying, gratitude, you know, <laughs> looking at your beautiful picture of your daughter or petting your cat or, I mean, I don't know. Well, that's where the, the difficulty of is it doesn't come from the outside, you know. I think that, you know, that's where you just sit and make the decisions and not be mad about it. 
Yes, about creating an instance outside of you. And that's where I think, you know, when I try to do that, when I'm in the middle of something like that, and I think, okay, I have a, I have a choice here. I can choose love. And I literally feel like, screw that. It feels good right now to be pissed off. <laughs> I think that's when we make, that's when we, you know, we, we were talking about earlier about, um, you know, um, being, uh, wanting to be miserable or wanting, you know, at that, in that moment, I am making the choice for fear, right, for to be miserable. And I know that I'm doing it and I'm like, I know what's happening. At least at this stage of the game, I know it, you know, we're, it's not a completely unconscious, at least not all the time. Sometimes certainly it is. But, so that's what's really interesting to me is when you have that opportunity mm. to not distract yourself with something else, to make it go away, to just make the choice how how seemingly difficult that is sometimes. How how badly, like in the course it talks about, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? <laughs> how badly you'd rather be right. So, um, weird thing. <laughs> yeah, like can you love yourself when anyway. you're feeling pissed off? Mm. Good. Can you just yeah, sit in yeah. the middle of it and say, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to feel this way anymore, so I'm not going to. <laughs> wow. I remember Jennifer oh, in the book, um, shoot, The Impersonal Life, I'm pretty sure it came from, and and um, like God saying, I'm in every thought, I'm in every emotion, I'm in every thing, you know, and so I'm thinking even if you're pissed off at the moment, God's in there too. Yes. And so it's okay even to love that part. I don't know. Now I, I feel like I'm going to get off my own train of thought. But it's okay even that because you God can take it and, you know, turn it around for you. And you go, yeah, you know, it feels really good to be pissed off at my friend right now because she's talking blah, 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 you know, whatever. But even, like, if you're just aware, like, you just notice that you have a choice. Ooh, you know, I can be pissed off at her or... And sit quietly and realize there's another choice. I mean, even just that, just to realize there's another choice, even if you turn around and go back to being pissed off, you had a moment. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, that's the important part, right? That you realize that, that you had the choice. You yeah. The choice. That's choice. really where the healing comes. Yeah, yeah. Every moment. At some point, you're going to be able to catch it and actually, you know, the spirit's help. It will. You will make the choice for love, right? There's at least that. Uh, that's an opportunity now that you have open to you. Well, before, if you don't notice it, it's not even yeah. there. That opportunity yeah. doesn't exist. You're not actually completely trapped. Before, just you're trapped in your, you know, your your bad mood or your bad belief or whatever your judgment. But now we realize. There's a choice. Not that it's always easy, but it's, you can choose. Well, 
as someone that lives in their head or a lot or used to more so than I probably do now, um, is it just saying there's a choice and surrendering? Because I have a difficulty grasping what love really is, intellectually, I guess. Um, I, I know the opposite, you know, like that when we're stuck in what we're talking about, the fear, the anger. Yeah, that's the opposite. And I know I don't want it, but for me, it's hard to grasp what love is, what real love is. I may, as I said, I think that's partially because I'm a heady, head person. But, um, you know, when people say, you know, go to the heart space, sometimes, you know, my head try to un- un- nah, tries to understand that. Anyone can share on that to help? For me, love is kindness and gentleness uh, and understanding, uh, compassion. Those are demonstrations of love. Trying to define love. Like trying to define God. You know, another thought that came to my head when I was preparing to ask this question was, like, oh, give to get. My concept, maybe, of love has always been, you know, what's in it for me? <laughs> Whereas the love that we're being taught is a giving, right? We're the acting out. We give it. Well, so I, these I think here's, well, here's how I, one way, I don't know, maybe this sounds so simple, but like think of someone or something like even a pet that you had that you loved or one time when you felt love, like sometimes it's easier for me to think of a pet because they're so pure, you know, you love them. If you've ever had a pet you love, like that's that feeling in your heart, that that uh, feeling or, you know, a child or a parent or whoever you love that that, I don't know, I, I, I'm wondering if you're trying to, you said in your head you're trying to figure out what love is, but go for the feeling when you felt love, how did that feel in your heart? And then just, like, sit in that space and explore how that felt and try to call it back and try to cultivate it. I mean, does that sound too simple? Because you want, I'm thinking you, you want to go for the feeling instead of the intellectual. Mm-hmm. Don't you? I mean, mm-hmm. you can yeah. go, go right. there. I think you I could think it's not consider what you feel about the group when you we, we connect and uh, how we feel. We feel accepted and uh, listened to and supported and loved that that seems to me to represent some aspects of love yeah i think go for the feeling of it instead of the words about it i mean you know instead of the intellectual the, the actual feeling that how it feels in your heart when you feel in love for somebody or something and then cultivate that like nourish it and fan it and I think watching over the way a dog loves um, more so than a cat. A cat is I love cats, but uh, the the expression of a dog and a master is so open and generous that just they just love, and I think that is perhaps what we need to. Think about when we want to know what love is. Just think of how a dog treats his master. 
That's always my that's my first thought too, because yeah. it's so out there. It's so upfront. You know, it's so non-judgmental, and I think mm-hmm. that's what I think it maybe is. Is you know when we can really get in a place of not judging anything, whether it's right or wrong or good or bad, or which seems so impossible sometimes, but. Um, that acceptance. Oh. Jennifer said something that I've been repeating to myself for the last couple of weeks. Don't judge the learner. Okay, we're all learners, all learning. You know, every one of us, even the murderers and the terrorists and the everybody, we're all learning. And don't judge the learner. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I know for me I used to be in my head a lot a, a lot and that's because that's the thought the thought is the head and the heart is is more it's not just the feelings because even the even the bad feelings I mean that's the heart too it's telling you look where you're going look what's happening it's it's Divine, it's pointing. It's just pointing, and what you're thinking—that's that's the difference. You're right. Yeah, I like it. Kind of like a pinball machine. Like when you bump into the bumper or something. That's the bad feeling. The so-called bad feeling is you hit the bumper, you know, and you tell you to go a different direction. Mm. Yeah. so easy to to discount that too like i'm from feeling bad and i'm thinking oh no this is the right way to do it and I'm, i continue feeling bad i'm like i mean that's okay too it's all like you said it's all learning you know but after a while i'll notice it so much more if i continue like wanting desiring just committing to do whatever it is even if I can't do it. I mean, I discovered this week, I saw me doing something where I made a decision. It talks about it in the course where you decide and then you, and so I saw myself deciding and then I asked for guidance. I'm like, wow, and I wasn't really ready to release my decision. I'm like, how am I going to get I don't know. I think it can happen if you continue doing it. I mean, it's not impossible. Nothing's impossible. But um, it just makes it, takes it a lot more time. <laughs> that happens. But I, I saw that. I saw myself doing that today. And I'm like, ooh, interesting. Huh. It just was... Interesting, because I I didn't judge it, so I didn't block the learning I had from it. It's judging it where you block the learning, you know? Oh, I shouldn't be that way. I should do better. I should let go of this thought. I should make, I should decide for love. I should, 
I, I should be any other way than what I'm doing. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> the the free will to choose whether to be connected or separate, whether to be happy or angry. It feels like just the idea of having choice is also loving. Because if we didn't have choice, I mean, ultimately, we don't have choice because we don't have control. But but if we didn't appear to have that choice or feel that we had that choice, wouldn't it be more like the Borg, you know, like resistance is trial? <laughs> Whether we like it or not, you know. So even even the fact that we have the choice is is a loving an expression of love. Mm-hmm. I'd have to say, you know, people, I've had people ask me, I think I even mentioned this. I may have said it before, but I'll say it again. So, um, is it what did I get? Well, actually, Regina asked me, you know, asked everybody, what did we get? And I, I realized that was this. I was trying to take responsibility, and I thought I had to take responsibility for all the thoughts that go into my head, that come across. My, and I'm like, I wanted, I didn't want them. I'd like, oh, I wanted, you know, that's not true. What I have choice about is which thought I I grab onto, I attach to, I believe, um, I I take action with, whatever it is, that is my choice. That is where I choose. And it, was, it felt so good. It felt so wonderful. And you know what? It's okay if I do, too. <laughs> Because we're all learners. So does that answer what is love at all for you, Philip? Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda, if I have a question, I'll ask. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just curious because, you know. No, it's been very well, helpful. Sorry for my wise ass. Oh, that's okay. Well, the when you said "What is love," this, that stupid song from "Night at the Roxbury" started going through my head. So that's where my smart ass went to. What what went through your head? You know, what is love, baby? Don't hurt me. <laughs> oh, you're going to be like Rob. You have a song for everything. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, God. Humor feels like love, too.
Mm-hmm. Oops, I'm sorry. Back in the earlier conversation, um, where was I thinking? Oh, you know, you know, when you asked me about my job, and I was thinking about all the different, you know, Nancy had just finished sharing, and and um, my prayer requests seemed so insignificant compared to, you know, like what just happened in Paris, and. Um, but it's, I mean, you know, like I have my, the two prayer requests I'm going to have is I have a rental unit that I need to get a need, I need to get a tenant for because of the mortgage. I can't, get, you know, the more, I have to cover the mortgage for it. So that's coming up. And um, but yet I'm thinking, and Nancy's daughter's losing a place. <laughs> and then also the prayer, I'm, Asked for a prayer request for a friend in New York City. He did find a place, so I appreciate that. And you asked me about my job. It's it always has its challenges, but I don't. I seem to, um, and there is a particular challenge right now. It's going on, but um, it's where I'm at right now. It's my choice, so um, it's a great learning experience too. I know I'm being vague, but. Um, can't think of specifically what to say for it. What I see is that it all boils down to this trust that uh, I think Jennifer talked about in the first, right at the beginning of the first year, and the chapter in the Course of Miracles, chapter two, on trust and faith, and Nancy's trusting that things will work out. And I think you're trusting that things will work out. You, Philip, you recognize there are issues, that there's challenges, but it's the, having the trust to that things will work out somewhere, how that we don't have to be the one to find the answers, that our I am presence is in charge. Well, Sally, what you th- what you were just talking about, like, Seem the different things that I've been the tapes or the classes that I've been listening to lately. Mostly Jennifer's, but they're not. Anyway, whatever. So we're not to. Am I correct? This is the way I'm beginning to see it. Is that we're not to concern ourselves with the details so much. That we're to concern ourselves with the. Um, uh, what I want to say, I want to say like the vibration or something. We have to hold, like I'm not going to worry, oh no, what's Erin going to do? And you know, how is she going to find a place? It's just that hmm. put myself in the place where Erin is one with the Holy Spirit. Erin is, you know, one with the I am. Philip is, you are, we all are. And just to hold that, the peace, like when you can get to that spot where you really know it and just sit there in that feeling and then, like, really don't worry about the details? Does that, it seems like that's what I've been hearing lately. Don't worry about the details so much. Just find that spot inside and try to stay there. The feeling. Yes. How would you like to feel? And it reminds me of the, um, the video that Matt Kahn put out this week. Sally, that you were talking about how, um, you know, he says 
um, oh my gosh, I can't even remember now, accepting what is feels like we have to do something. But if we just say it's okay instead of I'm accepting what is, that feels more gentle and um, not as combative or confronting. Like if we can just, whatever comes into our mind, just say lovingly, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And know that it is okay. Everything is okay, even if we can't see it yet. It's okay. It can be more of it, even death. Is that the ultimate? Is what again, please? Death. Is that the ultimate acceptance, or? Death? I think death. Well, it's the end of the body, but I don't feel like. I don't know, for for me, death is like graduation. Hmm. So I, I guess it would be the ultimate in this time and space on this plane. I guess I was also going down, if I boil down all my fears to their absolute root cause, it would be some sort of fear of death, right? Annihilation mm-hmm. or... So that we're at peace with that. And fear of, like, what do we, what do we think death means? Like, do we think that death is going to be like a judgment day of how we've lived our lives? Fear of that? Or is it actual fear of the physical death? The the possibility of how the body will die or I don't know. For me I'm not so afraid of actually dying. My fear is of pain. Like, you know, being in a horrible you know, accident and more than death. I don't, death, like, I think, I think, like you do, that it's more like a graduation. And I don't think dying is, death is painful, but I think the physical body being in pain, that's scary to me. It feels to me like, I mean, like, this feels to me when I hear you guys that it's my identification with the body. Because I think it seems like part of me believes it's the end if my body goes. But that, that, 
that's not true, but that's all what I mean. That's all I know right now. I mean, in my thinking mind, all I know, but all I seem to know, I think I know, or I don't know what it is, but it's that it's I guess my identification with the body is the issue. And I feel like releasing the fear of pain in death comes easier as I hear people talk about um, like how they were in horrific car accidents and, you know, the body would have appeared to go through a lot of pain, but they did not experience it that way. Whether it's because there's some kind of chemical reaction that goes on in the brain or the body that stops you from feeling the pain, or whether it's the guardian angels coming to take you out of the body so that you don't feel that pain. So I can I can believe that no matter what, form death takes or appears to take that it does not have to be painful and then I can release the belief in that I guess it's not the actual death that's painful it's the what leads up to it right yes what you're thinking uh, so actually death itself it's not. I guess we've all done it many times. <laughs> we should be experts by now, I guess. Huh? <laughs> we just forget. So, um, I know it's getting near the end, but uh, I did want to comment. I think it's the same Julie that talked. I re-listened to the Wednesday class. And you're the Julie that's on that's retired and having difficulty with your mind in retirement. I am the one. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting (laughs) when you said that. Because right now I'm working to become retired. I I say to myself, I can't wait till I'm retired. And then you brought up that. I thought, hmm. <laughs> I guess I know, that, well, I'm not that's gonna be <laughs> how I went through my whole life, and then here it is. And you know, it's like everything I think in the world where we think I'll just be happy when I have mm. this, right? And and that's what I'm coming to terms with is this is the big, you know, this is just another thing now in my life that's happened that has shown me that. Um, happiness isn't coming from anything that's going on outside of me. And, you know, having all the time in the world to do all the things that you think you want is not the biggest gift that there is. <laughs> At least it isn't, you know, it ended up not, it ends up not to be for me. And it's just, but it's like everything else. It's like um, you get the new car and you think I'll be happy when, 
or the house or the this or only when that happens and then that becomes the past and then there's a, a new aspiration or goal and then you know we just kind of go through this life climbing this ladder we think we're climbing a ladder but I don't I think it's not like going up I think it's just kind of straight across <laughs> right I, don't, I think we're just we think we're going up but we're actually just walking and I don't know for me right now I'm really trying to understand how to make what's going on in my life now is what is making me happy because when I think about it, it seems like I've waited my whole life for something to be, to happen. It's it just we go go from one thing to the next, and it's like, wait a minute, you know, this this is silly, you know, it's really talk about insane. I know and one thing that Jennifer said really hit me a while back. Um, she had said that it's not. The, the thing that you get that makes you happy, it's that you stop wanting for a while. You know, mm. you, that thing comes into your life and then you feel the relief of not wanting. You feel complete, even though the thing didn't make you complete. But for the moment, in our human way, we believe that um, something from the outside can make us happy. And we just proved that to ourselves for that moment. <laughs> we think we did. And I'm I'm trying to figure out or understand or work with the feeling of, it, you know, now that I'm realizing that there isn't anything outside, how to access that feeling. And if it is really, and I think it's just not wanting making that choice or knowing that we don't have to want because we're already whole and just coming to that realization is where we're going to get that feeling, (laughs) right? I don't know. That's sort of my take on it. And I'm trying very hard not to run out and get another job and jump into a bunch, you know, everybody's, um, very helpful with all the things that I can do mm-hmm. and I know that you know I know that there's plenty of things I can go out and do right now and that's not what's that's not what I want I'm like I'm in this position now this perfect place to really work with this energy but it's not easy it's not easy to just not go out and distract myself mm-hmm. with stuff happening. <laughs> so you're and, choosing. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So you're actually choosing to address that whole issue of knowing that you're complete already. That's that would be awakening, wouldn't it? It would. I mean. Yeah, but I'll tell you, man. Ego can be, it feels like an adversary right now. And it's it's really difficult because all the things that you think, all the beliefs that I've grown to 
cherish, right, and 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 stand on as far as, you know, think that I know. And, and so it's part of your control, right? And you're, you're, you think that you have control in the world somehow physically. And all the things from, you know, um, work ethic and I don't know, you know, you can go on and on about how we come to our, you know, to our ridiculous, really, belief systems. And then, you know, finding that all of those are really meaningless. And it's sort of like little death, you know. <laughs> it's like all these little deaths and and kind of mourning them at this point. Um, and But knowing really and believing in my heart and, and knowing in certainty that they really are meaningless and that my freedom lies on them not being in my life anymore. And it's really a bizarre, bizarre thing to not reach out for something to comfort you every time you feel sad. Does that make sense to anybody? <laughs> I don't know if yeah. that makes sense to myself. Oh, yeah, it's just this, when you, you know, want comfort, just find a television show to watch just to distract yourself or yeah. to fill the time. But uh my, what you're yeah, my vis- working yeah. at. Of my Vespasana <laughs> and how difficult it was. Mm-hmm. Just the first time, though, you said the second time it wasn't as difficult, didn't you? Correct. Second time, it was because I was looking at, um, well, it, I ended up, um, why was, why, now I, my mind just blank, just went blank with uh, why the second time wasn't as difficult. First time, it was just a bombarding of negative thoughts. Yeah, but that's like, why the, your mind went blank. <laughs> uh, the second time was, uh, I guess, the empowerment of the second time was realizing how uh, just watching the power of watching the thoughts, so uh, mm-hmm. and how much we, how much little time I do spend just watching the thoughts. They're just automatic and don't even pay attention to them. But, uh, was that just one and, day for partners, Philip? Or? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. I've never. Yeah, I've never done it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I find when I did the one day that when it got towards the end, I mean, I was sort of dozing on and off, and I couldn't help but look out the window and that sort of thing. But towards the end of the day, I was just couldn't stand it. Um, you know, one minute after another passing, or not passing, <laughs> the time stopped still. Mm-hmm. It feel like that. And we wait, you know, waiting, waiting for it to be done so I can, mm-hmm. so you can go and get up and do something. You know, that's kind of life, right? Waiting for the next mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And we miss our whole freaking life. Waiting. Also, it reminds me of, you know, Sally brought up that truth section. I haven't read it in a while, but I, 
my ego always compares myself. Where am I? I'm still at stage one. <laughs> and it yeah. sounds like you're at the stage, <laughs> I know. stage of rel- relinquish, relinquishment, which is one of those stages, I think. Falling away. <laughs> you know, I think many one day, I'm in many stages. I'm in stage one, I'm in stage two, I'm in stage three, and then back to one, and depends on what I'm thinking. I mean... Yeah, it depends on the situation, doesn't it, where you, where you land in that. And what I choose. Yeah. Spiraling up and down. Well, folks, we are we are at time. And um, while Jill was talking, I was moved to share a prayer. So I'm going to pray us out, even though I prayed a sin. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. Mm. So I'm placing my hand on my heart and taking that breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for this time we can spend together. So grateful that Julie is receiving clarity around her retirement. So grateful that Nancy is receiving clarity around the issues with her daughter and her whole family and um, grateful that Philip is receiving the perfect tenant for his Mm. tenant, that Carla's phone is working perfectly, (laughs) and that Sally is just enfolded in love and peace Um, that all that are listening now are surrounded by the love and light of God and feeling all of the benefits from our call and the prayer that I was brought to as Julie was speaking is the Lord's Shepherd the sorry the 23rd Psalm the Lord is my shepherd There is nothing I shall want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Uh, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, everybody. Love to you all. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.